going to preach this morning. I'm going to facilitate a conversation. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I really think that this one will be a blessing to us. The series is called The Power of the Gospel. The Power of the Gospel. I'm just going to get my iPad back that I lent to Addie this morning. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm going to read it to you before we begin, because this is the, the core text for the next three weeks that we're going on together. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And so this is our key text for the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to introduce you to our guest speaker in just a moment, because uh, here's my thought. In fact, let, let's do that. Jason Gray is going to share with us this morning. Would you honor him as he comes? Come on. <laughs> Jason's, Jason's had it on his heart to come and share for quite some time. We've been talking about how and when we could make that happen. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Come take a seat, Jason, and we'll talk. We're going we're gonna to chill. We're going to have our own BBCC chat show today. How's that sound? We, you know, maybe we could have a hotline and just see what happens and take calls from the audience. But before, like, before I introduce Jason and say why I think this is a key way, because you know, normally if we were starting a sermon series, I would go, oh, well, well, I'll do the first one and then we'll get some others in. But every now and again, you meet someone who says something so clearly and so succinctly, you go, I need to get out of the way and, and let that person speak. And so Jason has this in such a way, as we talk about the power of the gospel, because here's what I found, and, and here's what I want to test you on this morning. If I was to ask you, who believes that the gospel is powerful? Give me a show of hands or a shout, or just give me something. Right. How many of you could confidently, given two minutes, explain it? Yeah, a few people here. That's all right. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't. Have, there's, there's, there's no. There, there is no shame in going. Yes, I've actually learnt the thing that is the core part of our faith. That's that's a good thing. Because here's what I've found, is that sometimes what we know and what we call and what we talk about, we go, yeah, but we take certain things for granted. And, and then when someone goes, well, tell me what that story is, we go, ah, well, you see, mm, uh, if you come to church on Sunday, there's a guy or there, yeah, there's a woman, and and they'll I'll introduce you, and they'll be able to tell. But did God say go? to just a select few people, or did God say go to all his believers? And so the power of the gospel, it is the key thing, it's the central thing to what we do. Therefore, I think it's important that we know it. And sometimes we can start by knowing something, but we can forget it. I'm going to need that microphone for this gentleman too, if you, if you wouldn't mind. Um, but the, yes, we can know something, but we can become familiar with it. How many people know that when you do the foundational course of Christianity, at the time it's all new and it's all fresh, but over time, you start to get into these, you know, you start thinking about all the next big theology things and you get your master's degree if that's the way you're inclined and, and whatever else. But every now and again, you come back to Jesus said, uh, sorry, Jesus was the court. Paul said, I chose to know nothing except Christ crucified because that's what it all boils down to. If you know nothing else, you need to know the gospel. And Jason, I believe, is an expert in clearly communicating that. And so what I want us to do is I want us to go back to basics this morning leading into the series and just talk about the gospel and um, have some conversation around that. So you got a mic? You've been, you've been hooked up? That, that's good? Good times. So I'm basically just going to ask questions. Before we do, 
Jason, do you want to tell people here just a little bit about yourself? If you took a couple of minutes just to bring people up to speed with who you are. For those that don't know you, what should they know? I'm a sinner, <laughs> and I need help. Amen. Good. Anybody identify with that this morning? Amen. It's good to see I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So could, could you tell us a little bit about your story, about how you first encountered Jesus? I didn't actually encounter him. He encountered me. And he came and burst my bubble. I wasn't actually looking for God at the time. I didn't give a hoot about God, let alone two hoots. But the day came, he just appeared. I didn't know. I didn't know. Some of the things I know now, I just didn't know. I was walking in the golf course and I, I fell over. And I stood up, brushed myself over. Off. I just thought I tripped up. I took another step and I fell over again. The second time I fell over, I stood up and I looked at myself and I thought, what are you doing, you muppet? Don't you, know, <laughs> don't you know how to walk? And I recall the third time, I actually looked down at my feet and thinking, now, Jason, you can do it. Just take a step. <laughs> and I sort of tried to help myself by lifting my leg up and going, going like that. But again, I fell over and I went splat. The third time I fell over, I looked up and I said, OK, God, this Sunday, I'll go to church. <laughs> And then the Sunday came along and I went to church. I could hear this music and I thought, oh no, that's a church. And then I remembered what I said. Remember, Jason, you said you'd go to church. So I looked up and I said, okay, God, I can just walk in, sit down, stand up, walk out, and I can say, I've been to church. So that's what I was going to do. So I walked into this church and the church was full. It was packed. But there were no one sitting in the front row. And I thought, fine. <laughs> just as I walked in, they were finishing worshipping, singing, and they all sat down, and the front row was clear, so I walked up to the front row, and I sat down. When I sat down, you know how they say you get butterflies in your stomach? Well, the butterflies that I got, they were so big, they were like birds, <laughs> birds in my belly. And I looked at the floor, and when I looked up, there was a man up on the stage, and he looked at me, and he stood up, and he pointed his finger at me, and he said, Jason, the other day, you were walking through the park, and you fell over. You stood up, you took a step, and you fell over. You stood up and you took a step. And the third time, when you fell over, you looked up and you said, OK, God, this Sunday, I'll go to church. <laughs> and that's what you're doing here, Jason. It's OK. God knows what he's doing. And he's got you covered. And that was the first day I went to church. And ever since then, it's just been completely amazing because I know it wasn't me. It was God. And it was by a revelation of the knowledge of the goodness that is in Christ that he gave me on that day. And ever since that day, I keep going to church. I keep reading my Bible. I do have people in my life that tell me, oh, what do you do that for, Jace? What do you go to church? You're getting old, mate. But I know God causes all things to work together for good. So I'll just keep going to church. Hmm. How did you feel the first time you were sitting in that church and a guy that you've never met before yeah. knows your name and knows what happened to you last Saturday? Well, I actually... I admit I... I looked up and I, um, I called God an ark. He, um, <laughs> well, I couldn't figure out how this guy knew what happened to me. And there was only one conclusion. God told him. <laughs> and I thought, well, that was a bit unfair, God. How come you were telling him about me? And I don't know who this guy was. So I felt like a... I just felt I was in a place where God was all over me and I couldn't get away. I couldn't, couldn't get away. So in that moment, 
life became perfect and life became easy? No. In that moment, my life was perfect and my life was easy until, <laughs> until God turned up. He, uh, he messed me up. <laughs> Before that day, I, my life was okay. I just did what I did. I didn't really care about anything, just living life. But when God came into my life, no. He's kind of turned everything upside down. I thought I had it all together until I met him. <laughs> but that's okay. The Lord works in strange ways. Great. I thought it was important to know a little bit about your story in light of what we're about to talk about. Mm. Have a think about this question for me. What do you think makes the gospel so... You know, we talk about the gospel is powerful. I believe in the power of the gospel. What makes the gospel so much power, so much more powerful than anything else? Mm. It's not so much what I think. It's what I know. Because God's come into my life and God is the living word. The gospel is the living word and the gospel is good. It does say in the word that no man can receive anything good unless it's from the Father, directly or indirectly. So anything good in my life or your life, it is by God. So I do need to learn to count my blessings. Cool. So let's talk about the gospel then. You've got some scriptures. We've given them to Bo to, to sort of run through. What, what is the gospel? Could you get, can you do it in a sentence? <laughs> the gospel is the good news. I suppose for me, the gospel is about Jesus and how Jesus came into my life and Jesus changed me and Jesus showed me that actually I don't have it all together as what I would like to think I do. So the gospel for me is the good news, but the good news is alive, the good news is living because the good news is the Son of God, the Word of God, made manifest. And so I, I love the gospel, I love the scriptures, I just don't seem to be able to get away from it. I suppose it's a bit like food if you, if you don't eat. I mean, if you eat once a week, it's not going to be that good for you. So I do consider the word, the Bible, like food, and I do consider that it is necessary for me to, to eat every day. There are a lot of scriptures in the Bible, a lot of chapters. I really love the Bible. I do believe that the Bible is the testimony of God given to man, and the Bible is God's purpose, God's plan, given to man by the revelation of the Spirit. And in the old, people have recorded or even carved up some stone, written it down, their experiences with God, and now we have the Bible. There are so many scriptures in the Bible, 30,922 or something like that, <laughs> and quite a, number, quite a number of chapters, quite a number of books. But it's a great book. The Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Agreement and the New Agreement. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. In John, the Gospel of John, it speaks about how the new, the new Word, Jesus Christ, and how he came into the world to save everybody. A number of scriptures that do come to mind. The first scripture that I ever came across was in Romans 8 verse 28. If you do have your Bible and you do not do know what it says... It is good to read your Bible and to remind yourself of the good words in the Bible. Another verse is 1 John 1 verse 9. Both those scriptures are about how God causes all things to work together for the good to them that love him and to them that are called according to his purpose. I certainly believe that God does love me and that God does call people and that God does speak to people. It shouldn't sound surprising if I said something like, God speaks to me. And it shouldn't be surprising to you to know that God speaks to you. The thoughts of God are so abundant, so excellent. 
I just cannot comprehend how many, how many good thoughts he thinks towards mm. me. A lot of the times I don't think, I don't think I'm that good. I don't think I'm certainly not perfect. Certainly my own righteousness, if I would hang them up, you wouldn't be seeing much there because my own righteousness is like filthy rags. But in Christ, I am redeemed. In Christ, I am saved. Christ is the Redeemer. Amen. Christ is him who comes and picks you up out of the muck, out of the mire, out of the crap that you may be in. Certainly in my life, I was, yeah, not in a good place. But God has showed me. God deals with me. I suppose it's like if you're an artist or something like that and you think of doing a work, you, you see the finished result in your mind before you even start. And so God, even though he's placed his hand on my life a long time ago, he's got a lot of work to do in my life. And he's got a lot of things that he has to do. The person that I was, the life that I lived, wasn't good. But God accepts every person where they are. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter where you are. God accepts you where you are. God just mm. wants me and you good, just to be honest. And oftentimes when I'm honest, with God, I say things to God that I couldn't, I couldn't say to my neighbour. No way. <laughs> but God knows me. God knows me. Right. And some of the sin and some of the crap that I've had in my life, I've got no excuses. Well, I do. I'm a man. But that doesn't. <laughs> 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 but that doesn't really do it. But I do. I just keep on confessing. It's a thing that I, have, I do every day. I find myself, I try, I fall over, I get knocked, I fall over, but I get back up again and I come to God and I confess. It's like every day I have to confess, I keep confessing. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 verse 9. But it's not my righteousness that I'm putting on, it's the righteousness of Christ. And so I do have to do this when I pray. I do have to remind myself that he does provide all these good things, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the boots of the preparation of the gospel, the sword of the spirit, and the shield of faith. But if I don't know it, how am I meant to use it? How am I meant to put it on? And if I do know it, but I don't put it on, what am I doing? So it is necessary for me to pray every day and to read the Bible every day. Jason, if I can just pick up on something you said there before. One of the things I love about Jason, he knows his Bible better than I do. Like, I'm not even kidding you. He knows chapters and verse. He, he knows I've read it. Better, it. You know, yeah. <laughs> Same. I look, 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 look if we're going to start throwing stones here, it's not that I haven't read it. <laughs> Goodness me. One of the things I want to pick up, for, for people that are sitting here, because there's, there's people here who have been here, I've, I've known them since I was about yay high. There's people here who I've known for maybe five minutes. There's people here that I don't know at all. And everybody here's got their own journey, their own walk of life. And you talked about before how God calls us. Does God call everyone? For people sitting here, what can you tell them about you? What can you tell them about, about God's calling? Is, is everybody in here called? Is everybody in here... Is God inviting everyone in this place on that journey? Or is there a cutoff where you've done too much? You've done too much and you're, you're not lovable anymore. Hmm. I do believe that God calls everybody. And God desires that everybody will be saved. I also do believe that people have a will. And just because God calls them, they don't have to, they don't have to listen. 
It's like a 50-50. You're either in his house or you're not in his house. I do believe that God has called me. I do believe that God loves me. I do believe that I love God. I also believe I don't love God as much as I could. <laughs> and I keep telling him to pull his finger because it's his responsibility. Because if I, <laughs> if I tried to do anything good in my own strength, in my own understanding, it doesn't happen. Wouldn't happen. Couldn't happen. Full flat. Mm. And it's only by the grace of God in my life that I accept and I acknowledge that he's able to help me. I do find, because I have been quite proud in the past, that ego, it, uh, it hinders, hinders my relationship with him. So oftentimes when I do think I've got it together or somebody says something to me that I just don't want to hear because the truth does cut deep sometimes and the pride just gets in the way. But I do believe that God does love everybody. God does call everybody. But it's up to the people to respond to God's goodness. No person can do anything good or anything right unless it's by the Holy Spirit of God. So we certainly need God in everything mm. that we do. That's great. So how does it happen? What, what makes the way? You know, so we're sitting here today going, God, God likes us. We can have a relationship with God. We can know him. Why? Why? What, what, what takes place? Why? Tell us the story. What do you mean why? So how? Let's talk about how. Talk, let's talk about the gospel story in terms of some of the verses that you've given me about Jesus coming. And, and you, know, you run me through your story as yeah. you would tell it. If, if you were telling a brand new Christian or someone who's not yet a Christian sitting in this place this morning. Yeah. How, yeah. It really surprises me because when I look back over my life, I didn't know how at the time. I didn't know what was going on at the time. It's like most things. A person's always a prophet after the fact. <laughs> when, I look, when I look at my life, yeah, yeah, I can be a bit of a prophet over my life. I didn't know. How would I know? And it's only because God gave me a revelation of the knowledge, of the truth, by his spirit. It was all God. God did it, and God is still doing it. In a sense, I just agreed. I just agreed with what he was doing, with what he was saying, with what he was showing me. I'd never, I'd never read the Bible. I didn't know about the Bible until that day, until that weekend when I went to church. I chewed out the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And in the Gospels it shows me how God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not be judged, should not perish, but shall receive everlasting life. In John 3 verse 16. Such a great book, John. I just can't get away from reading the Gospels because in the Gospel it tells me about God, it tells me about what to do, it tells me about what to believe, and i just got to keep on reading, got to keep on reading the Gospels, keep on reading the Gospels. Every day, every day, only believe, only believe. I do believe that the Bible is the testimony of God given to us so that we may know how to live and we may know his purpose and live in his purpose. I just want to scream and shout. <laughs> Come on. How good God is. You can do that. You want to stand, you want to pace across and the stage, you do whatever you want to do. Christ <laughs> is to me. I've never really said this, ladies, but I've got a man in my life. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? <laughs> and as a man who has a man in his life, if that makes me gay, so be it. 
I'm gay for Jesus. <laughs> and I just love Jesus. I've never said it before that I've got a man in my life and I actually love Jesus and Jesus loves me. I do believe by the word of our mouth, by the testimony of our mouth and by the blood of the lamb, we shall overcome. But the testimony is Jesus Christ has changed my life. Jesus Christ is in my life. Jesus Christ is in my heart. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Redeemer. Without Jesus, mate, I'm more than less than nothing. I'm so nothing it's not funny. Not even worth mentioning. But Jesus Christ is my way. Jesus Christ is my truth. He is the Redeemer. He's him who comes along and cleans me up. He's him who comes along and forgives me. If I confess my sins to him, he forgives every sin, every faux pas, every misdemeanor. Quite amazing. Quite amazing. And I can tell you now, I've, I've sinned quite a bit. I've done a lot of things that are not good because of my walk, because of my upbringing. But at the times it's like, I didn't know. I was just being me. I didn't know, really know what was right, what was wrong, until God came into my life and then I started reading the Bible and how the Bible tells me some of the things that are good, some of the things that are uplifting, some of the things that are righteous. I am reminded in Philippians 4 verse 8 about how it says to think about those things which are good, think about those things which are uplifting, mm. think about those things which are excellence. Good, and I have, I have noticed that the first day when I got saved and I got baptised in water and I got baptised in the spirit, I did receive a new heart, I did receive a new spirit, but my mind was still the old way that it was. And I do see, understand now that I have to, I have to renew my mind. And I renew my mind by reading the Bible. Yep. I renew my mind good, by rem remembering what's in the Bible. I renew my mind by reminding what God has provided, the armour, the helmet of salvation. When I have the helmet of salvation on my head, I often have to check myself. And I often, now Jason, don't think like that. No, Jason, don't. Don't do that. No, Jason. And it's like, I have to do that quite often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to tell myself to be quiet or I have to tell my mind to don't do that, don't do... But, that, but that's an effort. It actually, sometimes it hurts me to do the right thing. I don't... F doing the right thing or saying the right thing doesn't, doesn't come naturally to me. I find it quite hard sometimes to, to be nice because it's just, it's just not me. No. <laughs> it's good. But praise the Lord. He knows... He knows what he's doing. And it's like ever since the first day that he came and placed his hand on me, he's, he's started a work in me, in the Lord. He's not too slow as some people consider slowness. His ears not too short that he cannot hear, and his eyes not too far away that he cannot see. So I do believe that God will complete the work that he has finished or started in me. And I do believe that God, if he's in your life, will complete the work that he has started in you. Mm. God certainly knows what he is doing and God certainly does work all things f together for the good. Sometimes we may not see it, we may not know him, but we just got to trust him. We just got to trust him. Before I spoke the speaking today, I did have a lot of um, anxiety, I suppose, a few thoughts, and but the Lord reminded me, be anxious about nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications, let your requests be made known to God. And it is quite important to pray because that which comes out of the mouth is an overflow of the heart. 
And if you don't speak to God, if you don't pray to God, I don't believe that it helps you not doing that. I do believe that praying is a good thing. Mm. I do believe that reading the Bible is a good thing. Mm. I do believe that today, mate, the music today, the singing and the worship, mate, (laughs) I don't too often feel I'm in the right place when I'm at church because the flesh is weak. The flesh would rather be at the pub. But the spirit, the spirit is willing. (laughs) And today, today being here, I knew that I was in the right place. Listening to the people singing, listening to people giving thanks to God, I knew that this is what I want. I knew that when I was sitting over there, clapping my hands, singing songs, looking around and seeing people lifting up the name of Christ, I knew that I was in the right place. And I am thankful that Mm. I am here. But I also know that it's not my will, not my spirit, that I am here. It's by the goodness of God. Right. That's great. So good, Jase. Brilliant. I don't know what to say. That's good. Look, we've got a couple more minutes left. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't spoken about those scriptures, have you? <laughs> Let's go. Take us on the scripture journey. Take us well, on the scripture journey of the gospel as you know it. If you've got pens, you're going to want to write these down. You're going to want to remember these. Well, Psalms 100 verse 4 always comes to mind, how it speaks about entering the gate with thankfulness into the courts of praise. And really, that's the first step. If you don't have an attitude of gratitude, you're never going to be in his presence. If you don't give thanks and you don't praise him. It speaks about giving thanks and praising him to enter into the courts of worship. And when you're in the courts of worship, it's like you're there. You're in his presence. You're with him. Open your mouth and ask. I do believe that when I'm in the courts, it's such a lovely place to be with God, to speak with God, to hear God, to know his word. You were just doing so good, I thought I'd just let you you carry on. The other scripture that comes to mind is in Thessalonians, the first book of Thessalonians, I think it's called, chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. Those two scriptures are quite powerful. Rejoice always. Be joyful always. Pray. Never stop praying. To rejoice always and to never stop praying. Mm. To give thanks. Count your blessings. I'm not much of a mathematician, and I've tried counting all the blessings in my life, and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I only got a wee portion of them. But it does pay for me to count my blessings, to be thankful. And I suppose that's part of renewing your mind. If you don't think about the good things that are in your life, be it your children, be it your parents, if you don't think about the good things and give thanks for the good things in your life, who is? No one else is going to do it for you. I do find that if I'm not thankful and I don't give thanks, naturally my mind, well, it points out those things that I'm not happy for, I'm not. And the next thing you know, I'm complaining and pointing my finger and bickering and that's not God's will. God does like it when I give thanks. God does like it when I'm thankful. And there's so many things in my life to be thankful for. How about I throw you some of these verses and we test you on them? Should we test how, good, how well he knows the scriptures? You want to see how? I'll, I'll show you. We'll start with the one that you've, you've used before. John chapter 3, verse 16. I do believe that God so loved me and that God gave me his son. 
I do believe that God gave me a son because God doesn't desire to judge me. He doesn't desire to knock me down. For God so loved the world that he did give his only begotten son so that those who believe in him shall not perish, shall not be judged, shall not be condemned, but shall be forgiven, shall receive righteousness, shall receive eternal life, everlasting life. For we know that God does love us because while we're still yet sinners, Christ died for us in Romans 5, verse 8. It's good. That was my next one, Romans 5, verse 8. Well done. Yeah. If you're taking notes, there are lots of other scriptures. Romans 3, verse 23. Here you go. Romans 3, verse 10. Romans 6, verse Oh, come on, you've got to tell us what they are. You've got to tell us what they are. Romans 3, 23. Well, you can drop the scriptures down, <laughs> and you can read them at your own leisure if you... <laughs> I love it. His goal isn't to tell you the word. His goal is to get you to go home and read the word. It works for me. Well, it's like if I give you a plate of food, you've actually got to eat it yourself and stick it in your mouth. Come on. Gotta... Come on. It's good. I do, I do love what it says in John 1 verse 12, because if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord, God gives you the right to become a child of God. Yeah. God yeah. gives you the right to be his daughter, his son. God gives you the right. Now, the whole of creation cries out, moans out for the unveiling of the children of God. It doesn't cry out for Christians, neither does it cry out for Catholics, but it cries out for the children of God. I do find it quite powerful when I talk to myself, I talk to myself sometimes, and I say to myself, I repeat scriptures, and I say to myself, Jason, you believe in God. You've got the right to become a child of God. And then I say, Jason, you're a child of God. Now, for me, that does something when I say I'm a child of God. When I say I'm a Christian, that don't do too much for me at all. But as a child of God, I believe. Come on. God is my father. Yep. I believe that the blood of the lamb has covered me. I believe in the testimony of the Bible and that Jesus is for me. I so love the word of God that I just can't get away from it. I keep on thinking it, I keep on praying it, I keep on reading it. But that's good. You can't, you can't get out of your jewellery box something that you don't put into it. So I do suspect that which comes out of the mouth is an overflow of the heart. And so it is necessary to put good things into your heart. It is necessary to read the Bible. It is necessary to think about good things. So many good things. I still need help. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Hey, just as we... Sorry, go on. In Revelation 3 verse 20, it does say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, any woman should open the door, I will come unto him and sup with him. I do believe that God does call. I do believe that God does knock. The Spirit of God does knock on people's hearts and he does want to come into them and sup with them and show them a better way and give them a better life and give them some light so that they may see which way to go. They may stand on the rock. God is so good. Mm. So good. Right. As we sort of wrap up, I want to I just take a moment to, to build on a couple of things that you've said and talk about. I love this idea. One of the things that, that I love about Jason in particular is his words give glory to God and his life gives glory to God. And in the sense of his life giving glory to God, because here's what you might be sitting here saying, <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> you know. but that's, that's the glorifying part because it's not him. 
It's not that he's got it all together. It's not that we have it all together. And what I love about talking to Jason is he makes God accessible for me and he makes God accessible for you because you can come as you are. And that's the story. And that's the power of the gospel. No other religion says you can come with exactly what you are right now and I'll take you. No other religion says you don't have to clean this up first or you don't have to do this right first. You come to me and I'll do the cleaning. And Jason will tell you that he's been through some cleanup process in his life with God. He'll tell you that there's still some things that God is doing in his cleanup process. And one of the things that I love, and, and this is the story that I want to share with you in terms of the gospel, and this is why I felt it was so important to get Jason to share this morning. Uh, because I, I grew up in a reasonably polished Christian home, and you know, not that we didn't have our problems, but, but I, want, I want us to understand that when I talk, sometimes you go, yeah, that's fine. That's great. What about God for me? How does God work in my life? Because here's what I believe. God has called every single one in this room, regardless of your past, regardless of your family, regardless of, of your, your culture, whatever it is, God is calling you. And, and, and there you go. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As, as Jason said earlier, God is calling everybody, but we have a responsibility to respond to him. And the joy of that is that we can do that today. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and that God raised him from the dead, and if you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And so I love to challenge people. There's not one way to enter into this. Some people will go, well, you've got to say a sinner's prayer or something like that. That was invented in the 17th century, so that's not the only way into God. Imagine if you got to heaven, and you're standing, and, and you know, you go, oh, the way, to, the way to, you know, how did you become a Christian? Oh, I washed Jesus' feet with my hair. What did you do? You know? Everyone's path is different. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. But here's what I want to encourage you with. God is inviting you on a journey today exactly where you are. And the joy of that is the moment that you come in where you are, you get to be used where you are. God doesn't have to get you to some stage or some place or some haircut or some whatever before you can use, lose, be used for God. I'm going to finish with this story. I, I, um, I was talking with Roy Ramsey from Drug Arm recently. And uh, those of you that know Roy, he goes out on Friday and Saturday nights with his, with his street van and they hand out hot chocolates and things to others. And he was saying, and, and, and this just to me captures the essence of the gospel as you've described it, Jason. There was one guy who was always trying to get him, because Roy's an ex-druggy, you know, he's, he's recovered. And, um, he's probably related. <laughs> and he said, he's, there's this one guy who's always saying to him, come back to my house, come back to my house, we'll get on it tonight. We'll, you know, we'll smoke something. We'll, you know. And this one particular night, he was just, it was one of those send a beer to eat him moments. And he said, and this guy came out of the crowd, came out of the group of people, and he said, no, bro, you don't get it. These Christians, these, these children of God, they don't, they don't need it. They don't need it. He said, I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I've met a couple of them, and I've been going to this Baptist church in town, and I've been listening to some of them speak, and I haven't got my life together. This guy's half drunk at the time, half, you know, probably half, and he goes, I don't get it, but there's something different. And so here's the joy. In the place of this man's brokenness, well, I don't know, I don't, if you're here, God bless you, because you're preaching the gospel in town, half cut on a Friday night. <laughs> this is the power of the gospel. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, when you embrace it, you immediately become a servant and a, and, and a member of it, and you can tell it. And right where you are, God will use you to reach other people. And that's the power of the gospel. And Jason, I want to thank you. I want to honour you for being willing to get up here and, and to share. Can we all honour Jason together? Can we just? There's, I want to do this again. 
I'll do this it's again. Okay. It's okay. a good time. And, uh, you know, next time I might just throw you up here because, you know, you do a pretty good job. I'll just sit down and let you go for it. But um, come on, why don't we pray together and then we're going to continue. If, you, if you're new here, we have morning tea in the building after the service in the other building. Just head out, follow the crowd, and uh, they'll um, show you where to go. But we'd love you to stay and join us for a tea coffee. I'd love to get to know you and meet you personally. But um, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the power of the gospel. Lord, we thank you that it is the power of salvation to all who believe. Lord, thank you that there is not one person in this place this morning who is not part of the all. And Lord, I pray that we would all be stirred by Jason's words, by his authenticity. Lord, the way that he says it as it is. And Lord, I pray that we would be able to come to you as we are and allow you to do the work in us that you want to do. Lord, that you see the finished product, and as Jason said, you will carry on that work until the day that it is finished. Mm. Lord, we invite you into our lives this morning. Lord, those who don't know you, those who are accepting you for the very first time here this morning, as they change their hearts, as they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth today that you are Lord, I pray that they would know the infilling of your Holy Spirit, that they would know the same joy, the same freedom, the same life, and yes, the same mess and complicatedness that Jason talked about. Lord, being a Christian, being a child of God makes no sense. It is crazy, but it is the best journey that we're on. And Lord, we look forward to the coming weeks as we investigate and we dig up and we look again at the power of this gospel, your gospel, your son, Jesus Christ, died for us. And Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's honor Jason one more time. And uh, so good. Yeah, thanks. I was just going to pray too. Oh, cool. Whatever. Sweet. Because I... Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, like, get Jason to pray for you. It'll be a good time. I do like praying. No person can say that Jesus Christ is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So every person here that says that Jesus Christ is Lord, I pray for you. And this is what I pray. I do pray, Lord, that you will bless and that you will keep all those people mm. that say that Jesus Christ is Lord. I do pray, Lord, that you would lift up your face upon them and that you would bless them and keep them and protect them. We pray, Father, that you would lift up your countenance upon your people whom you call Father and that you would loosen your grace and your peace upon them and protect them, Father. We ask, Father, that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be lifted high above our hearts, our lives, Today, Father, we ask, Father, that you would be with us and help us to acknowledge and to give thanks for the good things that you do with us. We give you thanks, Lord. Amen. 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 Perfect. Awesome. God bless you. Have a great afternoon and uh, go grab a coffee. Kia ora, Jason. That was so good.